today's podcast i'm ad and i'm jerry let's get into it yeah let's get into today's show now let's talk tds all right so we got we got to start off with the obvious thursday night football giants eagles your favorite game of the week Uh, i wouldn't say my favorite game of the week but uh it was a game uh from the nfc least and uh it wasn't very impressive we all saw it what do you think? Just like the NFC is not very impressive, okay? It was just an okay game. Carson Wentz did his thing against an okay defense, and he came out with the win. Look, Carson Wentz is winning a game with no weapons against a good defense. I'm impressed, honestly, with that. As far as the whole team goes... Not really. Carson Wentz is the only one that's doing anything in that team. I mean, yeah. I mean, he did a he did what a, you know a, a good quarterback does against a bad team, and he won the game. But as to far as say impressed, um, no, that game was way too close. I wasn't impressed at all. And uh, the only thing that really impressed me was that like eighty yard run, but it just couldn't be finished by you know the great Daniel Jones, <laughs> the great no no hey. kidding, but you know those that was a great run until he just like got tripped by a blade of grass. No, he got tripped by his big ass head. Yeah, true, but it was still more impressive than anything uh, Carson Wentz really did. Really, Carson Wentz threw for three hundred and fifty yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown in this game. So is that really more impressive? I mean, those are pretty much average stats now for That's quarterback. For quarterbacks, Andy yeah. Dalton didn't have those stats. Yeah, because he's not an average quarterback. Hey, last week you said he was an average quarterback. Yeah, until he had a terrible offensive line. Then you go below average. Come on, bro. You got to recognize that you can't do more than what you can. Hey, you didn't give Deshaun Watson that slack. Look, it's impressive what Aunt Daniel Jones did running that 80-yard run. I liked it. It was entertaining. Because of how he fell. But the Eagles have a terrible defense also. You know, he clocked it at 21 miles an hour, which is the fourth fastest play this year. I'm not surprised. Because he runs the ball a lot. So I'm not surprised. So that's impressive to me. And that was really the only thing that surprised me. Well, not surprised me, but... Well, actually, yeah, it did surprise me. I, I, didn't, I didn't know he was that fast. Yeah, I didn't think that he was that fast either. I'm not going to lie. But... Was not surprising, and his losing him losing this game, that's was not surprising at all. Yeah, I mean he's not a very good quarterback. Has most turnovers by any quarterback since he was drafted, and uh, he's got Jason Garrett, so that's not helping his development. Yeah, and then he just has a terrible team around him as far as the offense. You know, only Evan Ingram is his weapon, and he doesn't even throw him the ball. They had to rush it with Evan Ingram, I think, like three times this game. Yeah, if your tight end is rushing the ball, I think there's a problem with that offense. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you can see they're trying to make up for the fact that they don't have any weapons and the fact that Daniel Jones apparently can't get his, the ball to his receivers. So, Yeah, that's kind of terrible. I mean, I mean, you can say that he got the ball to Tate at the end or after the halftime, but that doesn't impress me. 
get the ball down the field. That's what he has to do more. And he's not getting the ball to his receivers as he should be. So would you say that penalty at the end of the game helped Carson Wentz? Yeah. But he still won the game. I'm, I'm, well, I was not questioning that. I was yeah, just simply asking if the that, penalty that's, you that's think all helped him. That matters, him. Jerry. He won the game. I, I didn't question that. I know. But I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Because, you know, he's in I your forget, division. I forget how. He's the best quarterback in your division right now. I just forget how much of a Carson Wentz fan you are. Hey, he, he beat y'all last year whenever you're supposed to make it to the playoffs. I just think he's a good quarterback. Maybe the Broncos can make a trade for him. Hey, I hope so. I just hope he doesn't get hurt when we trade for him. <laughs> I hope we do. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that trade. Believe me, Jerry. I, I would actually like that trade. But let's move on. Because this game, that's all, the, that's all we had to talk about. You know, Dan Jones falling. Next. Fantasy Players of the Week. All right, go ahead, Jerry. All right. I guess we'll start off with the quarterbacks. Uh, first I got is uh, I got Aaron Rodgers coming off of a loss. I think he's going to come back with a vengeance. He's playing Houston, who's only got one interception all season. And uh, they also just allowed four touchdowns this last game. So I think Aaron Rodgers will follow suit and have a good game. And next I also got is uh, Justin Herbert. He's been playing outstanding uh, the last two games. He's got seven touchdowns, and uh, he's playing Jacksonville, so I don't see much resistance this coming week. And then finally I got uh, Tom Brady. Surprisingly, he's throwing uh, 7.7 yards per attempt, which is actually seventh best in the NFL, and baby arm's still proving he's got a little bit. All right. I like those. I like those. For my quarterbacks, I got Josh Allen going against the Jets. Because no matter who plays against the Jets, they're going to score points. All right? And I got Josh Allen going for 300 yards, 50 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown. So, yeah, I think he's going to have a good game this week, especially against the Jets. Next, I got, no surprise, Justin Herbert. He's coming back from his bye week, and he's going to put up a big game against Jacksonville's weak secondary. He's going to have... 320 yards and three touchdowns in there. And last but not least, he's hot. He's coming in hot. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill is going to have 280 yards and three touchdowns against this Pittsburgh's D. Look, Pittsburgh's D has a good running game, but their passing game is not that great. Ranking in the bottom 10. So, yeah, Ryan Tannehill is going to keep coming hot in this game. You're a fan of Tannehill, aren't you? He's more than an average quarterback, Jerry. All right. Okay. Let's move on. Running backs. My first running back, Aaron Jones against Houston. Like you said, they're going to come in furious that they lost to the old man, Tom Brady. And Aaron Jones is going to have a night with 100 yards, 50 rush, 15 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, they're gonna have, he's going to have a pretty good game on this one against this Houston D. Next, I got Chris Carson against Arizona. Look, Arizona's passing game, passing defense is pretty good this year, unlike last year. But I think they're going to do most of the work on the running game this, this, this week. And he's going to have 120 rushing yards and one, ru- one rushing touchdown. And then for my last one, Devin Singletary. 
going against the Jets. He's going to have 150 total yards and two touchdowns in this one. You like the long-hanging fruit against the Jets, don't you? I like anybody against the Jets. I can see. All right. Uh, my running backs, uh, they're, 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 they're a little different, obviously. Uh, I got Chris Carson. I like him. This whole season, he's been averaging 66 yards. And I feel like he's going to go off against Arizona because that's a division rival. You know, he's coming off of a game where he had two touchdowns, I believe. And, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, James Conner, I like that. He's uh, averaging 15 carries a game, and uh, he's going against Tennessee. Yeah, there's going to be a little resistance, but like you mentioned earlier, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they don't necessarily have the best uh, passing defense, and how do you prevent that from happening is you just control the clock and run the ball hard, so I imagine that will happen. And then finally, I got uh, James Robertson. He's doing the same thing, carrying, averaging about 16 carries a game, and he's going against the Chargers defense, which is pretty stiff, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to do their best to try to stay in this game, so I feel like they're going to be dedicated to the run early in the half, and uh, we'll see about second in the half, the second half, but uh, yeah, I think they'll try to maintain that run game. Yeah, I like that pick. I really do, because I have him in my fantasy football team, and I hope James Robinson does really good in this game. But let's move on to our wide receivers. Who do you got? All right. I'm going with the low-hanging fruit like you have. And uh, I'm starting off with Stephon Diggs against the Jets. He's been averaging 10 targets a game. And, well, it's the Jets. And he's also a really good guy. You saw that the that phenomenal touchdown he had last week. I expect another performance like that. Next, I got Calvin Ridley. I feel like Atlanta's coming out hot off of their victory they had last week and uh, another man who's been averaging nine targets a game and uh, he's going to be going probably against the rookie Jeff Okuda so I, I see him eating that up and then finally I got sadly I hate to say it Terry McLawrence against Dallas uh, he's been another guy averaging nine targets a game and well again it's Dallas and I hope Daryl Worley he's not going to be covering him because if he does that's a 60 yard touchdown Jerry, what do you do? Jerry, did you just look at my notepad before we came on this podcast? No, of course not. Remember, I give you the script prior. Because, look, I have the same setup. My All first three? wide receiver, Stephon Diggs. I got him with the Jets, of course, because anybody can do work on the Jets. And I got him going for 140 yards and one touchdown. My next wide receiver... Calvin Ridley, and he, I got him going for 100 yards and a touchdown against the Detroit D. I swear, Jerry, I think you looked at my notes before this. And my last wide receiver, Tarek McLaurin, going for 120 yards and a touchdown against this very, very vulnerable Dallas defense. So you're telling me out of 32 teams and like an average of like five wide receivers on each team, we chose the exact same three? Great mind things alike, Jerry. I was thinking the exact same <laughs> things. Get these guys. Yes, they're going to have a game th this week. All right, moving on to the tight ends. I swear, if you pick the same ones, I'm going to be mad. All right, well, let me just start it off. All, All right, right, go. I got TJ Hawkins going against Atlanta. Back-to-back -back games of him scoring. I feel like he's going to go for three. And then finally, I got right here the great Dalton Schultz, first cowboy. I think that Andy Dalton 
will be a little bit more composed in this game, and he'll lean on his security blanket tight end, Dalton Schultz. Strictly volume, though. And then finally, Gronk. He had his first touchdown last week, and I expect him to now finally have that confidence to get rolling. He's like, yeah, I can still play in the NFL, and I expect him and Tom Brady to make a connection again this week. Okay. We got one player. My first player, TJ Hawkinson against Atlanta. Yep. I feel like he's in a role right now. He's not scoring back-to-back games. And right now, he, I think he's going to have 75 yards in the touchdown in this one. Next, I got Hunter Henry against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you know, someone's got to catch those passes from Justin Herbert. And I think one of those is going to go to Hunter Henry. And he's going to have 100 yards for in the touchdown in this one. I think he's going to have a pretty big game on this one. And my last player... No offense against Kansas City. Yes, Kansas City has a good secondary, but Drew Locke is going to go to, to his security blanket most of the game. Isn't so, he coming off of an ankle or something? Yeah, he's coming off for two weeks off. So, yeah, I have him going for 80 yards in the touchdown in this one. Well-rested. Yeah, he's well-rested. He, he'll be all right. But that's, that's my tight ends for this week. Now let's move on to the kicker of the week. My favorite topic. Look, this this should have been the guy last week. He should have been the guy last week. I don't know why I didn't pick him. Because he's the best kicker in the league right now. Brandon McManus is going to come back with the vengeance. Actually, not with the vengeance because he did it last week. But he's going to come back and do the same damn thing. Not six field goals. But he's going to have four field goals. And he's going to put up 12 points for this team. Wow. So yeah. how do you feel about your team and your great kicker putting up six field goals? I know you're the you're the kicker guy on this, you know, podcast. So just just share with the people how you felt about that win with six field goals. You know how I felt? Ecstatic. Cause it was a win. All right. All, the, all, all that matters is the W, Jerry. They beat a good team with a good kicker. You know how, what else you want me to say? He couldn't get seven. Don't rub that in my face, Jerry. I mean, aren't you striding they for didn't greatness? Give him the like opportunity you said, for seven. You demand it. Oh my god, Jerry. We'll see this game though. Enough about kickers. He's gonna have a good game. Don't worry. Now, let's move on to the games of the week. Game number one, Bills at the Jets. Oh, such an exciting game. Such an exciting game. Not really. I got the Bills winning this in tremendous fashion, 35-14. to So you're telling me you're not a Sam Darnold believer? Is he even coming back this game? I'm just asking a question. No. Neither am I, and I don't know who's behind him. So, uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with you. I think uh, the Bills are pretty mad that they've had, like, what is that, back-to-back losses now? losses now. Yeah, so I think this isn't a statement game because it's the Jets. It's more like a confidence boost because I don't think anybody's being like, oh, yeah, now now the Bills are uh, a contender again. But uh, this is something they need. And, uh, again, it's a division rival. 
But yeah, I, is it really a rival though? Well, yeah, I mean it is. I mean they're they're, they're it's in their division. It's just a, the by, Jets, like the by Jets by are, default, it's a rival. A Jets, okay, but like by default, the Jets are aren't anybody's rival. I don't know. I mean, do you this know this season? I think they're just a bye week to this point. That's what I think. Well, hopefully it pans out. I mean, I think that too. I think it'll be a win by the Bills, thirty to seventeen. But again, it's just. I mean, it is a rivalry. I mean, I mean, they're in the same division, so yeah. Anyways. But it won't be. It won't be pretty. Let's just no, put it at that. Not this year. All right, let's move on to our next one. Panthers at the Saints. What do you think about this one? Well, I think that the Saints are going to win this one, 28-24. Yeah, the Panthers in Bridgewater are actually doing pretty good uh, offensively, but the Saints have a top-10 defense. And uh, eventually, I think their offense will get clicking better. But Drew Brees still knows how to win games, and they have a top-10 defense, so I just see them winning this game. Jerry, I also think they're going to win this game. Yeah, I think Bridgewater's been doing, you know, he's been holding his own. And, yes, Drew Brees still has a baby arm, but he gets that baby arm in his receiver's hands, okay? But to be honest, I kinda, I'm kind of i kind of worried because Emmanuel Sanders has the COVID and then Michael Thomas is out this game. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a big factor, but I think they're still going to rely heavily on Evan Kamara like they have the last few weeks. So what's the story with Michael Thomas? I hear that he's still dealing with an injury. I hear he's punching out teammates. I hear a lot of stories with him. What's I don't know because whenever it started with this injury, he's like, I'm only going to be out a week or I'll probably play this week that I got injured. But then it's already been six weeks since that injury. So I, I don't think, I don't know what's going on with that organization right now or what they're hiding because it's been more than the time anticipated for him to be, to be gone. So, I mean, him punching teammates, I don't know. I guess he's mad because he can't get on the field. Yeah, frustration. Yeah, and I don't know, but I think that's going to hurt this team a lot, but they're still going to be able to inch their way for a win. Another division rival right there. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know, hopefully Michael Thomas gets better. Hopefully he comes back soon. Yeah, hopefully they get him in the playoffs. All right, next we got the Packers and Texans. Well, you already know how I feel about Deshaun Watson, and you know how I'm feeling about Aaron Rodgers this year. I think Aaron Rodgers could try to right this ship and, uh, you know, get back on track and have a big game. I'm expecting a 35-24 Packers. I don't think uh, Deshaun Watson has enough to keep up. I agree. Yeah, I think the Packers are going to come out on top in this game, 27-23. Aaron Rodgers has a chip on his shoulder this game. Going to come out, Aaron the ball out. And, yeah, he's going to just score points. And I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to be able to keep up, especially with his defense that's not very good and his offensive line is not very good and is not going to protect him against his Packers defense. So what do you think is holding back the Texans the most? I At mean, first it was coaching. I think it was coaching, to be honest. And, I mean, you can't blame him for last week's loss. You know, he did everything in his power to win that game. But they didn't win the coin flip, and Tennessee won that game. And he put up a fight against a good team. So I think it was the coaching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll continue to see how the season unfolds. I just, I'm just curious what the organizations, how they're looking forward to see how they can right the ship. Because obviously they yeah. feel confident in their young 
quarterback. I just wondering whether saying they maybe a wide receiver in this draft or something. They're gonna have to, man. After you lose a player like um, Hopkins, you're gonna have to replace them somehow. Cooks and Cobb. That's not gonna replace him. They're gonna have to come out and get some good playmakers on this team. Yeah, David Johnson isn't the answer either. Yeah, maybe defense too. Anyways, Browns, Bengals, two number one overall picks, duking it out. What do you think? Yeah, I think last year's number one overall pick is going to win it. And Joe Burrow, or this year, whatever. He's going to win it because I still don't think Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback. And you saw a lot of that last week against the Steelers. So you're picking the one and four team to beat the four and two team. I am. You're expecting an upset then? Oh, I'm not. It's not really an upset to me, but yes, I'm. I'm expecting the upset. Oh, okay. Well, I I don't share that feeling. Uh, I think that the Browns are going to try to come back, and I think they're going to try to establish their run game, and I think this is the perfect team to do it. I don't think Joe Burrow's been having some struggles. I think the NFL has been hitting him kind of hard, and he's like, whoa, things are moving a little fast. And uh, I just see that the Browns are going to pull this one off in a close one, 27-24. Yeah, I have the the Bengals winning 24-20. It's going to be a closer match than I anticipated for the Browns to have last week against Steelers. But it's going to be a closer match in this one. And, yeah, they're going to be a close match, but I still think Joe Burrow's going to come out on top. Let's go on to our next game. Lions at Falcons. You're right, Jerry. They came out and won, finally. How do you how do you feel about this one though? I feel the same. I think again, this is one of those offenses where I know the defense is bad, but it's like, wow, how, how do you continue to beat a team that's like averaging like 35 points a game? So it's like the Cowboys before uh Drew, Dak Prescott got hurt. Yeah, I just feel like eventually things would be like you know, even out. And so be th- like, this, All right. this is how you pictured the Cowboys team being. Mm, no, I, I I was picturing better, but I yeah. mean, I, but I was kind of like kind of the same, you know, bad defense, good offense, that type of thing. Well, yeah, basically, I yeah I was definitely expecting that, especially when the Cowboys took Ceedee Lamb, which I agreed with. I didn't think there was going to be a single defensive player in this in this class that could help the Cowboys enough to like. To justify it. Yeah, no. And, and clearly pick. the pick of C.D. Lamb was justified because we were averaging, you know, 35 points a game with yeah. Dak Prescott. We showed that, all right, just outscore us. I just wasn't expecting to have a historically bad defense. And yeah, basically, I, and I'm basically expecting, I'm pretty sure that's what the Falcons were feeling. They were like, all right, you know, we got all these weapons. We've invested all these first round picks and wide receivers and, you know, we traded for Hayden Hurst, who was a first-round tight end. I'm pretty sure they were expecting the same thing. All right, we know we're not going to be very good at defense, but we know we're going to be good at offense. So we'll just outscore people. But they weren't expecting to be giving up like 40 points a game either. Yep. So I predict that, it, again, like I said, it's going to balance itself out. Of, they're not going to just continue. Like, not every team is going to have their best game, and they're not going to continue to have their worst games on defense. And it'll right, it'll even itself out. And I think again, if you're averaging 35 points a game, you're a very tough team to beat. So I expect them to win this game, 31-24 Falcons. 
Okay. Yeah, uh, I think they're a good team. But I think the Lions are going to come out on top on this one. 27-24. I think the Lions, you know, kind of found the rhythm in their running game last week. So I think they're going to rely a little bit more on that. Try to get the ball away from the opponent's team. And just put just put the rock on the floor, you know, just keep running the ball. So I think they're going to rely a lot on that and keep the ball away from Matt Ryan. And I think that's how they're going to win this one. But let's move on to our next game, Jaguars at the Chargers. What do you think, man? I know you're excited by Justin Herbert. You're saying he's my guy. He's your guy. He's everyone's guy. Unfortunately for the doctor's guy who punctured Trod Taylor's lung, but for us as I think fans, he's fired. <laughs> for us as fans, I mean, not saying we appreciate it, but we got to see Justin Herbert a little sooner, and um, I think it's for the best. Yes. I think they're gonna win this game, twenty-eight seventeen. Herbert looks like he's real comfortable already. Yes, and uh, he's got the talent. It looks like you know arm talent. He's big. He's fast, and it doesn't look like the game's moving really fast for him. I like Minshew. I think that he has potential too, but he's. I also feel like he's feeling the pressure of one. I got to do everything on my own because my organization's trading all my good players, and two, my organization doesn't have my back. That's why they're trading away all these good players. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, Minshew. I think he has he has good potential, and but he doesn't have any weapons. DJ Shark, that's all he has. Like, yeah, that's not that's not enough. That's not enough. James Robinson. It's a good piece, actually. It's he, a good piece that they found late. No, he's a good piece, but they don't feed him the ball. Like, you can't expect your running back to do good if you don't feed him the ball. And they this coach came out and said two weeks ago, oh, we're going to involve James Robinson in the second half more often. They haven't done that. Well, I feel like it is a little hard when they get down double-digit, multiple scores, multiple possessions. They abandon the run, and again, when you're down multiple possessions, it makes it hard for you to just like, all right, cool. All right, I know we can't run the ball necessarily, but it's also not smart to just like dink and dunk to the running back when you are trying to feature Sharknado and you are still trying to get back in this game. But to be honest, even when they were dinking and dunking, I think that made more positive plays for them because, you know... Guess who's going to get double covered? DJ Chark. Right. And his other right receivers, they're not doing any work. And James Robinson, even catching out the backfield, was doing some work. But I don't know. I feel like the Chargers are still going to win this one, 24-17. So I think it's I think it's it'll still be a good win for Justin Herbert. But let's move on to our next game. 49ers at the Patriots. The comeback of Jimmy G. The reunion. What do you think? I think Jimmy G's going to get some payback for the, for the Patriots letting him go. Hey, I think that was Robert Kraft because if, if we all remember the story correctly, Belichick was upset that he had to trade away his uh his beloved Jimmy G. And that's why they the 49ers got such a great deal because he's like, oh, you're going to make me give away my guy? Well, I'm going to give it away to one of my guys then. And that's what he did. And now it looks like it might bite him in the butt. And or he's just going to be looking on that sideline so envious. Like, oh, that could have been my guy. Yeah. He, now he's stuck with Cam Newton, who, I don't know, he's on a downward trend. He saw that from last game against the Broncos. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. Broncos have a good defense, but he should have been able to do more than that. Yeah, you, you could just, I mean, again, Cam's good. He fits in, and Belichick will make it work. But you can see that Belichick had a plan for Jimmy G eventually. And uh, well, it just never got to happen or manifest for him. But I, I do see the 49ers winning this game. I see them winning 27-24. I feel like it'll be a good competitive game. But in the end, I think that rushing attack from the 49ers and uh, that solid defense will be enough. Yeah, I think yeah, I got the, I got them winning 24-21 I got against the Patriots. Even though even though they're at home, there's I think they're still going to lose this one. But let's move on to our next game. Bears at the Rams. Your favorite Nick Foles coming to the Rams. How do you feel? Honestly, I think the Bears are going to win this one because I am not sold on the Rams at all. And let me tell you why. And once you hear this little tidbit facts, I think you might agree. The four wins the Rams have are against the Redskins, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Giants. And their two losses are against competitive winning teams. So I'm not sold on the Rams because they got four easy wins and the two teams that they, they actually faced that are competitive, they lost against. I'll the see. Bears, on the other hand, have actually won against some tough competitive teams. And they've done it juggling two different quarterbacks. Really, they've won games in spite of their quarterbacks. But I still see the Rams losing and the Bears winning 24-20. What do you think? I still have the Rams winning this game, 27-21. I just don't believe in Nick Foles. And it just pretty much comes down to that. And the Rams won against won against one good team. And that was the Dallas Cowboys when they had Dak Prescott. So, yeah, I think, you know, he did his game on that one. And they did, they did their thing. So you can't say four bad games, Jerry, because they still had Dak Prescott in that game. But I agree with the other three. That's terrible teams. But I still think the Rams are going to do enough. Their defense is their defense is going to do do enough and they're going to win. I just don't I don't like Nick Foles as a as a starting quarterback. He won against Tom Brady. He I has understand. a Super Bowl. He's gone on runs. This is his thing. This is his time. Nah, I don't not not the regular time, season. But. Not the regular season. Maybe put him in in the playoffs. I'll think differently. But not during the regular season. Nah, he'll be enough to get them a playoff burst, and he'll be enough to beat this team, which I believe is inferior. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what it comes down to this week. All right, Jerry, we'll come back to it next week. All right, all right. But now here's another matchup: a division rivalry. We got the Seahawks versus the Cardinals. I think this is a no-brainer. I think Russell Wilson enforces his will and shows that he's one of the better teams in the NFC, if not the best team in the NFC. And uh, I think the Seahawks win this one 27-17. Are you really not going to bring up the fact that they have the worst defense also? The Seahawks do? They do, but they don't turn over the ball. Like they don't yeah. do, they don't give they don't give uh they don't give their uh opponents extra possessions. Like I'm, I mean, yeah, they do punt away and they do give up yards, but they're not giving their opponents extra possessions, and that's key differences for sure against other teams that have bad defenses. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I still think the Seahawks are gonna win this game, but I think it's gonna be a very competitive game because of the Seahawks defense. I don't because uh 
I think last game actually showed that Kyler Murray still has much to grow. He played a really poor Dallas Cowboys team, and don't let that score deceive you. He actually had a bad game. He only completed nine, nine passes. Yeah, I understand that. So that's not an impressive showing. He just got lucky that he was still playing the Cowboys, and he managed to get, what, like two 40-yard passes on them. But besides that, like it was a very ugly and inefficient game, and if he was playing any competent defensive team with a competent quarterback that would be this would be a different story but again that's not here or there i just think that that shows that Kyler Murray still has much to grow oh i understand that and i do think he has room to grow but this is not a competent defense this is a terrible defense so i think he's still going to be able to put up points throw to Sean Watson run the ball but I still think they're going to lose 30 to 28. Just This is going to be a close match, in my opinion, especially yeah. because it's a division game. Well, let's just say he won't have the luxury to have uh, two punts in the first two possessions against uh, the Seahawks like he did against the Cowboys because that'll be 14-0, to zero and he'll be like, damn. Yeah, no, I agree. But let's move on to our next game, your favorite game of the week, Cowboys against the football team. Not a very interesting match, but what do you got to say about it? Well, there's a lot of things I'm looking at when I'm looking at this uh, matchup. I'm looking at the fact that uh, there's four new offensive linemen that weren't starting. And uh, I'm looking at the fact that Washington has five first-round picks all invested in the defensive line. So... uh, this game is not set up for Andy Dalton to succeed. And uh, he's not good enough to overcome the fact that he doesn't have a good offensive line. If it was Dak, I think he'd be able to eat this defense up because he would expose the fact that they're going to come with an aggressive intent. But Andy Dalton shows that he's uh, deer in the headlights and uh, it's not something to be desired. Now... To say that uh, this offensive line is bad, I think, is wrong because I think the three interior guys, these young guys, have shown some things. What do you think? I think Andy Dalton would do enough to win this game. Yes, he's going against a good defense with a good defensive line, but I think they're going to rely heavily on the running game. And Zeke is going to come back and try not to not to fumble this game. And I think they're going to rely heavily on him, you know, just and dunk it off for 20 yards. Just try not to do too much and put it in Andy Dalton's hands too much. And this offense for the Washington Redskins isn't good at all. So I don't think they're going to be putting up points. So I think they'll be they'll be able, they'll be able to limp off this game with the win at 21 and 17. I'm giving your team a win this game this game, Jerry. Just because they're going against Washington. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I agree. I think if they feature the running game, Zeke and Tony Pollard, I think they actually need to give more to Tony Pollard just to take a little load off of Zeke. I think he's too much in his mind. But I think if they feature the running game and keep the defense off the field, obviously it's that's not too big of a necessity, but I thought that. No, I didn't even think that against the Giants. I knew this defense is that bad, and I still think it's that bad. I think even the football team will still look like a prolific offense if on the field. 
So I think if you control the clock, which I think they can, slow down the pace of the game, I think they can win this game 20-17. to 17. A close match, but I think they can win it. Washington? No, oh, sorry, Cowboys. Oh, okay. I was, I was confused there. Yeah, the, the, I misspoke. And it, it, honestly, I'm that conflicted. I think it's honestly a coin toss. I think it could be 2017 either way. But uh, I think, yeah, sorry, after making that speech, yeah, Cowboys. Okay. I was hoping you would say Redskins, but whatever. You mean Washington football team? Whatever. It's a team. <laughs> no, but let's go ahead and get into our games of the week. First game. Steelers at the Titans. It's a good it's a good match. How do you feel about this one? I think that the Steelers are gonna honestly just dominate this game. I think that uh their defense, which is 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 definitely uh one of the top fives in the league right now, is going to contain Derrick Henry. And uh Ben Ben has been playing phenomenal. Obviously he if it wasn't for like, you know, Alden Smith or maybe if Alex Smith gets a couple more games, Big Ben probably is the comeback player of the year after his uh, season in- injury last year. So uh, I see the Steelers winning this one 27-21. I don't think uh, Derrick Henry's going to get going in this one. Yeah, I don't think the Steelers are going to win this game. I think Ryan Tannehill's riding hot right now. And I think Derrick Henry's pretty pretty good. So I think they're going to be very well balanced in this game. Derrick Henry over 80 yards. Ryan Tannehill over 250 yards. Or actually over 300 yards in this one. Yeah, that's what I said. Over 300 yards. And they're just going to, you know, methodically beat this Steelers team up. All right, so the real question is then, who is Derrick Henry throwing into the stratosphere? Is Juju going to be on defense? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so basically... I know it's not going to be... It could t- be anybody. It's not It's not going to be Watt for sure. Hopefully not. That'll, that'll, be, that'll be bad. That'd be bold. He should have said it. Bold prediction. I mean, he can't do it. He's a tank. <laughs> he, can, he can do anybody like that. But no, nah, I don't think he's going to do that this game. But he's still going to, you know, get over 80 rushing yards. And a touchdown, and then Ryan Tannehill was going to do his thing and win this game 27-24 against the Steelers. Yep, it's going to be a good one. So do you think that the Titans need to uh, re-sign Derrick Henry? Yes. For however many years, like maybe two more years. Do you think do you think he can maintain this type of performance? Because we've seen time and time again where these prolific running backs, you know, they they we you know when they peak, they peak hard, but then they fall down just as hard. Yeah, but he's built like a tank, and tanks can last pretty long. So I feel like he he'll be able to withstand the blows a little bit longer. All right, leading into our next matchup, a good matchup, I feel. Bucks Raiders. What do you think? Hey, Bucks just signed Antonio Brown. Breaking news, Jerry. Just signed Antonio Brown to this team. I mean, he's not going to play this game, but the Bucks are still going to win this game. 24-21. I think this defense is going to do enough to hold Carr back. 
and I don't think the Cards going to be able to throw it as much as you would like against this defense. I don't think so. Mm. And I think uh, Jay Gruden now gets a win over the Buccaneers, just like, you know, Gruden got the win when he was the head coach of the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl against the Raiders back in 2001. Yep. Or it might have been 2000. Anywho, doesn't change the fact that I honestly think that, uh, I think that uh, Tampa Bay is going to end their little winning streak right here, and I think they lose a close game, 24-27 to the Raiders. I think Josh Jacobs gets the ball rolling. I think they're going to try to actually have a little running back competition, him and Ronald Jones, but I think Josh Jacobs will have a nice game, two scores, and win this game. Okay. You know, it's just hard to go against Tom Brady all the time. You know, I go against Tom Brady a lot the last few weeks. But I think he's going to do enough with his baby arm to pass it to his wide receivers and to Gronk. Because, uh, you know, you had a Gronk on your best tight ends this week. So, I just feel like he's going to be able to distribute the ball very evenly and get the W. But it'll be a good match. Don't get me wrong. Especially because they're, they're playing at the new stadium. Raider Stadium. Yeah. It's a sight to behold. It's it's a great sight, even though I hate the Raiders. But how can you hate Las Vegas? That's the only reason I actually want to watch this game. I want to watch the stadium, not the team. That's that. Yeah, true. I agree. But let's move on to our last game of the week. Chiefs at Broncos. Look, Jay, I know how you feel. You know, you're like. This is not be this is not gonna be an interesting match. I feel differently. Clearly, that's that's why it's one of the games of the week. Exactly. Look, this Broncos defense beat up, right? Hurt. Right? Guess what? They're getting AJ Bouye back this week. Their defense is already good. They sh- they proved that last week and the week before that. And I think they're gonna Prove that against this Chiefs offense. Okay, look, let me just stop you right there. You're the Broncos expert because it, the way I see it is that the Chiefs are easily winning this game 31-10, to 10, and I want you and our audience to tell us why either the Broncos are going to win and or it's not going to be a blowout and not waste our time. Because last thing everyone recalls, even though y'all got to win, is y'all starting quarterback throwing two interceptions. And yes, you can always say he had some wide receivers drop passes. You know what? That's the unfortunate thing. But you can control is throwing interceptions. So I ju- I just want to know. Okay, first of all, if he those wide receivers didn't drop those three touchdowns, then that would have been. I don't think they would have needed to be throwing the ball at the end of the game. So I think that would have changed the dynamic of the game in general. Wasn't but, he already leading when y'all threw those interceptions? Yeah, but he was leading by maybe at the score. Three touchdowns, you know, that's a whole different thing. And had y'all not established the run? He did establish the run. Okay. But yeah, also I'm, coaching, like, why are you going to call a call where he's throwing that deep downfield? You should not do that. Okay, fair enough. Just curious. Yeah, I understand. I understand because, I believe me, I follow all these Broncos critics too. 
and they have the same opinions. And I'm like, look, you can't blame everything on him. He this game could have got out of control for the Patriots, but inexperienced wide receivers, which are coming off the bench, inexperienced tight ends coming off the bench, can't catch the ball. You can't blame that on Drew Locke. Yeah, you do have a lot of young young offensive weapons, which again, I'm not blaming the drops. But look, again, like he was going against a good defense in the Patriots. It's not a bad defense. It's a good defense. And he was moving the ball downfield. I mean, he had to get the he had to get those field goals in somehow. So he was moving the ball downfield. It was just not executing the plays at the end of the day. So I feel like this is gonna be more of a close match than it was last year whenever they were the face to whenever they faced the Chiefs for the first time where Jude Locke faced the Chiefs for the first time in the snow with a seasoned Patrick Mahomes. So with that being said, again, there's still lots of question marks on Drew Locke. I have lots of question marks on Drew Locke. And if he is the guy, this is a guy that he's going to be competing against for a very long time if Drew Locke's the guy. When at what point do you know we start questioning his abilities? Because again, like he's not showing much. He got injured, and then when he comes back, you know he comes back throwing interceptions. Again, he came back. Should have been throwing touchdowns, but that wasn't the case. Yes, he threw interceptions, and there were dumb interceptions. But guess what? He still drove the ball down the field, Jerry. You can't. You just can't overpass that. And against a good defense, so I think. Chiefs have also have a better defense, don't get me wrong, but I still think he's going to be able to drive the ball, actually score the ball with Noah Fant coming back, and then Philip Lindsay, you know, carrying the rock, is going to be putting up points still. Because in my mind, he has no excuse. I just think it's going to be more of a competitive match than most people think. But I still think the Chiefs are going to win 28-21. Don't get me wrong, it's gonna, the Chiefs are going to win this game. But it's going to be a competitive match. No, yeah. I mean, again, I'm just more, you know, just more asking questions for the, you know, the development of your team. I like to see how it's constructed. And again, uh, I I just want to know how you feel. Because again, like the Broncos clearly seem to believe in him. I mean, y'all shared no short of investments in investing in the offense. Like last year, Noah Fant, first round tight end. This year, y'all drafted two wide receivers with y'all's first two picks. I mean, even last year, Drew Locke was the second-round pick. So, like, y'all are investing in the offense, and y'all are investing in Drew Locke. So, I yes. mean, I, I hope y'all's investments aren't going to waste. I mean, again, it's still early, but yeah. Yeah, you also got to understand, though, we don't have Corlin Sutton, his best wide receiver. Inexperienced, Jerry Judy. We also have Noah Fan, who was hurt the last couple games. We have KJ Hamler, who's still hurt. And I don't think he's gonna play this game, so all those weapons are no, you know that they're not, they're not there, existing how they're supposed to be, as a team. So I think I think it'll be a lot different if he had all his weapons. But you know it's the NFL, you know you're not gonna have that all the time. No, yeah, and no, I totally agree. I mean, that's my team. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna have those weapons all the time. So you know I think that's playing a big factor on him in his in his progression, but. I think he's, he's, he has been stepping up as far as making smarter reads. Yes, he had two interceptions, but as, that was also coaching calling. That was just bad co- coaching at the end of the day. So, you know, I think he's going to be competitive in this one. I think he'll throw two touchdowns, 
And I think Philip Lindsay will score a touchdown. But other than that, Chiefs are going to be too much. But that's just my opinion. We'll see what happens. But let's let's move on to our new topic. The Scrubs of the Week. I don't know how I feel about this. Jerry, what's your opinion? Well, I, I actually like this segment because uh, I, I like the idea of calling out questionable players that we've seen lacking in performance due to obviously their abilities and or the inefficiencies of their team and coaching. And honestly, this is why I was asking you so many questions about your team because my scrub of the week is Drew Locke. I don't think he's going to be able to perform against, you know, arguably the best quarterback. Actually, it's probably not even arguably the best quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to be coming out with lots of pressure, throwing out a lot of points. And uh, I think Drew Locke's going to honestly complete less than 50% of his passes and have two interceptions in this game. But I also have an honorable mention, Andy Dalton, my quarterback. I think he'll have 50% completion, but I think he'll have two interceptions too. Look, I can't argue because Drew Locke hasn't been his best. I mean, he's only been back one game, you know. And then Andy Dalton, I can argue with that. I think, I believe that. So, but on Drew Locke's side... With no fan coming back, there's no way he's gonna he's not gonna have over fifty percent completion rating, guaranteed. Jerry, we can make a bet on that. Oh dang, you trying to merge two two segments together? Two segments, <laughs> bet. What do you want to bet? Let's do it. All right. Think about it. Think <laughs> think about it long and hard because this is gonna be a, be a bet that we're both gonna be talking about next week. <laughs> I'm so glad about this bet. Jerry. All right, well, then set the terms since you're so ecstatic. All right. If Drew Locke passes under 50% completion rating, I will, wear, I, will, I will wear a Cowboys jersey. But if he passes over 50% in this game, you're going to have to wear a Broncos jersey. And whoever loses has to post that picture on Instagram. How do you All feel right. about it? All right, look, I I'll agree to these turns, but but it's gotta be like yeah, fifty or less, not not less than fifty. All right, that that's I was that was a little outlandish. I was being kind of bold, but all right, it's still bold with fifty or less. Okay, but not 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 less than fifty because I mean dude, that's just too crazy. Like forty nine percent or less, like that's too crazy. But fifty or less, all right, yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with those conditions, Jerry. It's a bet. All right. Bet, shake on it. Good Done. deal. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Y'all have a good day. Y'all follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk TDs. And you can e- email us with any thoughts at Let's Talk TDs at gmail.com. All right. Have a good one. Peace. It's special.